Welcome to another edition of Rambo Chat Founder Podcast. I am Jonathan Pizzo. I'm with Asimalegi back from, I guess for you, it's a three-week hiatus? I don't really know. We're going to have you explain. We you did are, record an episode, Phantom episode. No, 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 no. You can't, you can't get to it now. We're going to get to the Phantom episode in a second. But first, I have to introduce Ryan Sigurdsson, who, uh, you know, is here more often than you. That's, uh, gets <laughs> yeah, I have less of a life. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, well, some, some might say that. Others might say better attendance. Um, <laughs> all right, Mazin, we're going to have you do what we tried to have you do last week. And I want you to explain this game where you meet with these, I don't know, other weird people in Central Park and you play this game with an exercise ball and then you all go out for like, I don't know, homemade pickles after the game. Explain circle rules. It's not even the right park. It's just like the (laughs) ignorance is just staggering. I play a game game called Circle Rules Football. Where do you play this game? It's an excellent game. Well, we play we play pickup on Sundays in Prospect Park, but we also have a league where we have keep standings and statistics and everything. It plays on Wednesdays in uh, Williamsburg, and uh, it's a fantastic little game. It's good. You play with Explain the, yoga the ball. can you can you, you just you, you know give me the Sparks Notes version of the rules? Yeah, yeah. You, you play with a yoga ball, and there's only one goal, and it's in the middle of the field, and both goalies are defending the same goal. And you, uh, one team tries to score one way, the other team tries to score the other way. And, uh, you pretty much, uh, can't hold the ball with two hands. So it's like, uh, it's like a little dribbly pizza box holding style kind of craziness kind of game played in a circle. So, so one goal or two goals back to back? There's one goal and both goalies are in there boxing each other out. Okay, I was going to say, is it, is it just like, do you have to be an NBA center to play goalie? And I, I think that- Pretty much, got to use your body, man. But we, there's weight restrictions. it got to be like 10 pounds between both goalies. There's a whole choosing goalie <laughs> part of like the <laughs> it's like a It's like a thing. There's a draft within the draft. There's, there's, uh, there's five teams in the league right now, which is awkward for uh, scheduling because that's obviously an odd number of teams. Uh, and the playoffs have four teams, which basically means one team doesn't make the playoffs. So it sucks to be that team. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I, it, it, it sounds like cricket with yoga. Uh, yeah, it's nothing like that, but I understand what you're saying. <laughs> I understand the words that you said out of Most your mouth. Most people just assume that we play Quidditch, I can tell you the truth. I yeah. Honestly, I wanted to say Quidditch. That I wanted Which, you to explain. Can I just can we just throw this out there right now? I know this is a soccer podcast, but if there was Quidditch without having to hold that broomstick the whole time, like it I would, would be like, cool. It'd be handball. It'd be awesome. I'd play that game. That's handball with three goals. Like that's cool. Yeah. Play- just don't so, let me stick a broom up my ass. Shout out Quidditch. Well, yep. I, the idea is that it doesn't go up your ass, but I, I mean, sorry, we're earning that e tag right away. I, no, I'm just trying to say one quick note on Quidditch. If you were actually flying as a wizard, you wouldn't need to hold the broomstick. So why do you have to hold it when you're running around? It doesn't make any sense. Get rid of the broomstick. Let's go Quidditch. Come on. Okay. Every time the Olympics comes on in the summer, I get super into handball because it looks Oh, awesome. handball, is, handball is an amazing sport. Once every four years. Oh, God. On that note, um, I think this is a soccer podcast. I don't even know anymore. Um so let's talk about the Champions League because the Champions League happened this week. It's back uh, and exciting stuff. Uh, seven goal extravaganza on uh, Tuesday and then yesterday. It's sort of an effortless win by Real Madrid. 
I, I don't know how they do this away home. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if Ronaldo scores. They just seem to play better in the Champions League. Uh, let's talk about the Tuesday game first. Mazin, your take on uh, Liverpool's start, Liverpool's middle of the game, and then how they finish the game. Because I think the, the start and the finish are pretty similar. Uh, they, I, I, to me, they had a really good stretch, but I want to get your take. Uh, I have a lot to say about this. Uh, so uh, how much time do we have on this podcast? Uh, it's okay. Uh, I think I think the first point I want to make is that Mohamed Salah is the best player in the world right now, and anyone can fight me about that. There's nobody. Uh, uh, so so Alexi Lawless might have something to say about this. I'm going to start Fox bashing. That's fair. Right? I want to see Mazin beat up Alexi Lawless, though. What so. is Alexi? No, wait, do we have a clip? Is there a clip? Wait, we're not one yeah, of those so, podcasts. So that I no, we don't clip, do clips. Matt, no, we don't, this is a podcast. I, you don't understand the medium. Uh, no, just, other, no, we're just not good enough as a podcast yeah, to true. do clips. That's the yeah, could I, have yeah, a clip. I'm sitting. I'm sitting on my kitchen counter. I, I don't even have <laughs> stools in my apartment. Um, <laughs> not relevant. We're all in a good place. <laughs> not relevant. But here, here's what Alexi was. So, so after the game, this is why I bring it up. After the game on Tuesday, Alexi Wallace posted his best three players in the world, and. His comment was basically like, okay, Mo Salah is now number three in the world. Now number three in the world after the game on Tuesday. <laughs> With one and two. Uh, I don't Messi remember. Ronaldo. Probably. Yeah, it was Messi Ronaldo. I don't remember. I, I think Messi was first and Ronaldo. I, I don't care. That's the point. I don't care about anything he says. The point is that I, I follow, I don't follow Alexi Wallace, but I follow Fox Sports on Twitter because, you know, you get those highlights occasionally. It's like occasionally. NBC will post highlights, and then you got to hear that bullshit about from from that NBC writer who's terrible, Joe, whatever, whatever. Um, yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. no, so, not name names, you know. No, 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 I'm not trying to name names. Except for so, let's keep it going. We're nice and spicy today. Good. We're, oh, uh, we're we're firing up. So so bringing it back, bringing it back to Mosola being the best player in the world right now. I I mean I don't think it's uh, Ryan. What's your take? You're not a Liverpool fan. I would you argue it either way? On the best player in the world or this game? I think, I mean, Salah's right now... What do you mean this game? Of course he's the best player in the world. Best player in the world this season. Yeah, I I thought you wanted my comments on the game. He's right, yeah, he's right now the best player in the world. It's not... I don't think there's much uh, behind that. Like, he's... He's scoring, he has this magical touch, he's on a crazy, crazy good run. Uh, Liverpool is, you know, doing the best that they can to set themselves up in a position to take advantage of this run, and, like... Yeah, he's playing. But I mean, he's playing better than Messi, and he's playing probably better than Ronaldo. Even though Ronaldo, like you know, as we said, like always comes to play in the Champions League. Yeah, right now he is. That's okay. that's not that hot of a take. I don't think. I, I don't think it is that hot of a take, and it's not like we're we're just saying like at the moment. You know, it's like we don't know how he's going to play next season. We're just saying a, you know an in the moment thing. So I don't understand why that people are so reluctant to admit that. But, because 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 they don't they don't they don't they don't want to they don't want to part ways with the idea that there's like these two magical people that are that are untouchable. The fact of the matter is this dude is having a season unlike like anybody else. He's like those guys at this point and he's had a better year than them. So, I mean, it, I think it's I mean, it's actually unbelievable. The reason why it's like a hot take is because when they I mean, when Liverpool got him, absolutely nobody thought this was even close to possible. No, what did they pay for him? Like 25? And it was a record signing at the time. But the point is, like, the dude is unconscious. Like, his his style of play is insane. 
is like completely under like com- like um, incredible composure. I mean, the second goal in this game against Roma was arguably even better than his first, which was insane. That goal was like it like it painted the actual corner of the upper ninety in the first goal. Yeah, you couldn't but, hit a you couldn't have hit a better going in the net. It was insane. But the yeah. second goal with that run, if you pay attention to first of all, the link between Firmino and Salah this year is like completely ESP. Like it's insane. Yeah. Firmino gets uh, uh, Salah gets a touch on the ball. Firmino gets the ball, and Salah has just got that run, which is a perfect, unbeatable run. The defender can do nothing about it. And defender, he's got, the timing is perfect. Defend, defenders. I mean, he splits. Yeah, I mean, both. totally. The run between. Yeah. But the thing is, it, the 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 chip over Allison only happens because Salah is has the composure to slow down before yeah. the chip, which almost no one can do. He slows the ball down to a dime, then boop, right over. And if Allison doesn't go down, he's just going to curve it around them. So the, right. it, it, it's an actual unstoppable goal. He's a beast. I don't know how many goals. I, I, I wish this is something I could easily find. But how many goals do you think? How many chip goals do you think so Salah many. has this season? I, I, it's got to be close to I mean, 10. that's what makes him messy, like, right? Is that he's getting into these fantastic positions, fantastic positions, and, you know, the, he has the goalie beat. And the easiest way to beat the goalie is just chip it over him. Like, that's... A, you know, one of the highest compliments you can have is his timing and position and like knowledge of the game is getting him into positions where he just has to chip it and it's good. Like, right. Yeah. That's, you know, that's a, that's a messy compliment. That's what Messi does. You know, so. goals, goals aside, I can't think of anybody in the game right now who has even close to the same composure that he does. No, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and, uh, and uh, you know, obviously, uh, full credit to 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 Bobby and, and Sadio for for getting for getting those goals too. Uh, Bobby and Sadio, ama- amazing play, amazing play by the by the boys. But uh, I, I I think the 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 thing that we learned about Liverpool and the reason why they are to many serious contenders to win the Champions League. Which how did that happen? Um, they are like sharks. The first 20 minutes of the game, Roma was like arguably in control. They were the better team. They were creating more dangerous chances, and Liverpool felt a little bit disconnected. And then, you know, it was it was odd because it was Sadio Mane with two kind of bungled chances. Um, but that just that hint of weakness from Roma's defense, and it was over. Well, as soon as Sadio, as soon as Mane was like missing those chances, you kind of already knew it was over because he was getting in such great positions. That's what I mean, and that's the thing about that's the thing about Liverpool this year. That's just true. If there's the whiff, the the smell of weakness from the defense, and Liverpool will be on you like lightning. And uh, that's uh, that's. I mean, who wants to play Liverpool in, in a game that would decide a championship? Just one game. It's it's uh, it's totally crazy. Uh, they are super good. Uh, and, and yeah, um, you know, the end of the game, they, they give up those two goals. That, that's a little bit unfortunate. 5-0 is obviously better than 5-2, but uh, I can't see Roma winning this Stadio Olimpico. They, they have to score three, and they can't let Liverpool score, and uh, no one can stop Liverpool from scoring. So Yeah, I mean, at Roma, Roma just made the mistake of affording Liverpool to way too much whiff. I mean, whether, whether you know, the, the, yeah, the, yeah, I was going to say, like, what the hell are you doing playing a back three against that front line that's going to press you and completely cut off your your defense from your from your uh, midfield and forward play there? It's like, a mistake because typically you play the back three. The reason why you do that is because you're really you're really playing against a central striker 
Yeah, exactly. Uh, and uh, so it's like really three people collapsing on one player centrally, and you rely on your midfielders to cover the flanks. But in this game, uh, Liverpool just played one on one. The three, the three attackers playing on the three defenders, and it it highlighted the main fact, which is that Liverpool have more pace. So they I mean, just the, continuously got beat. I think the idea was so he's playing at three five two, right? And and with the five in the midfield, the idea is that you have your wingers flanking. Uh, that could cover back, but they just... But they're like, up in the field. They're, right. It's also they, a mean, collar off never, of Florenzi. They're yeah, not defensive-minded yeah. I mean, players. Ju- they were just never back. So, yeah. it, it, you know, Mosala, the third and the fourth goal were, were cookie cutters of each other. I mean, you know, in one... <laughs> it's like the over-the-top pass. In one, it's flicked onto him. and one, uh, it, it's over-the-top. And it, it, it was just so easy for Mosala because does, he had so much room on that side. It doesn't matter tactically about the 3-5-2 because Liverpool plays two wings uh, playing with Trent Alexander-Arnold and uh, 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 Scottish guy whose name I always, Robertson. <laughs> Robertson, uh, yeah. Like, for some reason, Robertson's on my blank list. Like, I don't know why. But, like, uh, playing with those with those backs uh, coming up, you're still providing that one-on-one three attackers versus three defenders system. And Roma, by the end, switched to the back four. Um, yeah. And I expect them to play that way Estadio Olimpico, because if they play the back three again, they're going to get roasted. Yeah. Well, I I agree with you, Madison, that I think Roma is much more toast in this uh, tie than they were against Barcelona. Like, they just, I think they came out of that Barcelona game, that first one in Camp Nou. Like, we had two own goals, we got unlucky. You know, we got one back. They felt confident and they felt like they weathered that storm. I don't think they felt this way against um, in Liverpool. They felt like they got lucky. They got a couple of goals, and, but they got blitzed. And there's just no. They're, and they're also not going to keep Liverpool off the, uh, off the score sheet tomorrow. Right. Uh, I mean, Liverpool, Liverpool, granted, you know, I'm sure there is ways mathematically to, to rank, you know, a path to the Champions League final. Uh, and I would say Liverpool's has been, you know, probably on the lower end in terms of difficulty, but Liverpool has put in five goals against every single opponent they played in the Champions League this year. And to me, that's just insane. I mean, it doesn't matter who you're playing, right? Bayern played Sevilla, and Bayern wasn't able to put in five goals. They were able to put in two goals and, and to be quite honest, like got outplayed in large portions of that tie. So I think as a Liverpool fan, there's a lot to be hopeful for. I, I, I have way more confident... Uh, obviously being up three goals than I was against City, but it, it just there's no worry for me here. I, I think it was far too easy for Liverpool to score a goal uh, in that game, and I think they could will score at least one in the 90 minutes. Yeah, uh, stats from this, the stat I love from this game, the shots in the first 25 minutes were 3-3. Three to three. Um, The shots at halftime were 10-3 to three, Liverpool. And the game was over. And the game was over. <laughs> it took them 25 minutes to turn it on, and the game was over. Total shellacking. And, and I think it's worth noting the the that the Roma goals at the end. It wasn't like I mean, people criticize Klopp for subbing off Salah, and I mean, I I don't buy that. You're up five nothing, and uh, I don't really understand why you keep Salah in the game, and you got to play against Stoke this weekend, and it just doesn't really make much sense to me. But right. the goal, the goals that were scored. I mean, Lovren switched off for a second as defensive mistake, and and Jeko was able to put one in. And the second goal, like I mean, even I think a Roma fan would argue that was pretty lucky. I mean, 
It is. Think, it's, think, it's a penalty think, you have to call, but you, it's like it's it's a lucky. So, it's a, so a I, I disagree. Play. I disagree with that. I think if it's not five one, I, I think it's one that probably you know could go either way depending on the flow of the game. You mean the call? Yeah. Yeah, I mean the call was kind of harsh, and right. uh, and uh, also it's like worth noting it wasn't like that was like a shot where like I mean there was like eight Liverpool defenders in front of the ball. So it right. wasn't like they were like a big lapse on defense in that goal. It just and like it's not like it hit. It doesn't arm. hit the. It doesn't hit the end of his arm. Like it, it hit his arm closer to his body. I don't know. I, I I think if it wasn't five one, that could be a different call. But yeah. either way, it's it's nitpicky. Um, if if you said you know obviously you don't want to give up two goals at the end of the game, but if you told Klopp, if you told the players, if you told the fan that the final score of this game would be five two, uh, anybody would have taken it and and. This just was a weird way to get to that scoreline. Yeah. Shout out, Ox. Shout out, Ox. Uh, done, right? Done, done for the World, done for the done World, for the World Cup. Cup. Yeah. That sucks. It's really a shame because totally, totally he was sad. hitting a stride. He was, um, he's improved so much. Ox has become one of my favorite players, just watching him and his attitude and, and the you, way that he approaches the game. And you, and you used to be pretty uh, lukewarm about him. Oh uh, no, I, I think I, I think I always liked Ox. I'm pretty lukewarm about a lot of people like James Milner, but that man is on fire. How old is James uh, Milner now? 30, 38, 900? How old is he? <laughs> boring. He's faster than he's ever been. Incredible. He's, 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 he's timeless because boring people never age. Yeah. Do you, do you think Jordan Henderson is gonna fill in the James Milner like boring slot for England and for club like in the future? Uh, sorry, I, just I honestly I couldn't. I don't know what James Henderson looks like. I, so I, Jordan, Jordan, Jordan Henderson. I, I fell asleep. I fell asleep when you said both of those names in the same sentence. So that's what I thought. Yeah. Um, so moving moving forward. Real quick, uh, though, real quick, real quick, because we're on England. Can we can we talk about Delhi Alley playing Fortnite? I, I, you saw that stream? Oh, dude. Because the headline I saw right now, dude's been playing Fortnite. I feel like for like thirty six hours straight. Like somebody should see if he's okay. He's fine. Uh, it's uh, everything's fine. Don't worry well, about when, it. When Spurs, you know, tie on Monday, we'll we'll know why. Deli Alley hasn't slept. <laughs> oh, you stupid uh, idiot, Bills! <laughs> Who do the Bills select? They haven't selected anyone, but they traded up in the draft. Oh, they're gonna pick Josh Allen. Oh, uh, I love it. Let's go Buffalo. Um, so Maz, real quick. Uh, just thinking about the future a little bit. I don't want to get ahead of ourselves for the final, but even for the rest of the season, right? You have um, some injuries in the midfield, obviously. Olana, Omri Chan, uh, who will be back in early May, which makes him you know, potentially available uh, against, depending on the day, against Chelsea, uh, depending if they advance in the Champions League final. Uh, are you worried about the midfield at all, or do you feel that what they put on the field for... Uh, once Ox was taken out, was was quality. Uh, oh yeah, totally worried about the depth, and I think that <laughs> the, the depth of the midfield in general, the depth of the squad. I mean, right. even in defense, I mean, there's there's really no one to replace the players. I mean, in the attacking roles as well. I mean, who are you going to put on Solanke? So like, I think I Dan- think like Danny the, Ings. Come on, Danny Ings. Uh, oh, sorry, Danny. He scored Ings, a, he right. scored a goal this month. He did. He did the first goal since like 2004. 
Let's yeah. go to the innings. It's not even that. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's not. That I didn't claim to know statistics, but here's here's the thing. They got it's the end of the season. You just got to hope that the the players can stay on. Genie One album came in and played lights out. Gotta love it. He did. He These did. Champions League ties have been fantastic for our players. They are on fire when they come on the pitch and playing their best football. So, um, you know, if we get Amre back, you know, we're we're halfway there. And did you know? If Liverpool advance to the Champions League final, they get 100 million euro just for being there. So just for being in the final. Just for being in the final. So with so with the 100 million left over for Coutinho and 100 million for making the Champions League final, maybe even more if they win it. Maybe we can see some nice off-season buys from Liverpool to try to compete for uh, the league. Maybe maybe Liverpool would be an attractive place to play. Um, Could be. I'm looking at you, Isco. Oh my God! If we got Isco, I'd. I don't know. I do horrible things to. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> sorry, that got that got weird for a second. Um, anything? Anything else we want to say on this game? I mean, the return tie. I. I. The return tie is going to be. I, I think just more goals because either team can really defend that well. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be surprised if the return ties or another five goals. Um. Um. Yeah. Nothing, nothing. I, I, I expect a Liverpool victory, and it'd be cool to see a Liverpool in the final with the team we have. I just want to rewind and uh, point out that uh, uh, our dear friend Ryan Sigurdsson predicted that Allison would keep uh, Liverpool scoreless. Oh, my God. I, I, phantom, I did not predict that. The Phantom, the Phantom pod. You said so many wrong things last week. Oh, true. Know. That was in the Phantom podcast. That was in the Phantom podcast. But we podcast. can't confirm anything, so I picked Liverpool oh, to win exact God. score. Look at that. Oh, God, this is horrible. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the other game. 2-1 to Real Madrid. How the hell did they do that in Germany uh, after this? We're back. We're back. We're back. All right, let's talk about the other game, the Wednesday game. Bayern, Real. In Germany, Bayern get the result. Ryan, uh, I don't know. I agree with you. We were talking about this earlier. It's a weird game. Um, uh, Real got the result, I believe. I, did I say yeah, Bayern? Uh, the, the German team lost. I believe uh, losing did, at home got say? the result. You said Bayern got the result. Which isn't I right. said Bayern got the result? Yeah. They got a result. Yeah, it was a bad result, to be fair, but it was a result. Listen, anytime a team plays a game, a result happens. I didn't you say can either win or lose. They got oh. the result. All right, so <laughs> apparently I said the wrong thing. I, I was distracted by this, uh, I don't know, by a beard. That's, uh, anyway, um, Real got the result in Germany. Um, uh, I, I was surprised by how effortless it seemed for Real. I mean, they, they, you know, they weathered the storm a little bit, a uh, couple of good saves. Ryan, talk to me about uh, math things. Hey, this is yeah, you're right. This is a weird game. Um, as my dog is about to start drinking water, we'll see how much noise he makes. Um, <laughs> it's a weird game, but uh, from a XG perspective, you know, Munich dominated. I think it was two and a half to point seven for Madrid, but Mid- but Bayern also like didn't play very well. Like Ribery missed. 
you know, Navas made a good save, but he missed like a point blank shot that he should Lieber put did. in. Lewandowski did. Yeah. yeah, Lewandowski is missing chances. James did not have a good game, uh, which is a shame against his, you know, his old club. Uh, and then Rafina, you know, makes a dumb, you know, pretty dumb decision and it gets picked off by uh, Asensio there. And it's that that's the game. The um, but what Madrid did really well, I think, was force Bayern to play from the back and kind of like they had 60 percent possession. But they the, the possession was not in like the attack in the way that, you know, obviously uh, Bayern wanted to. They had to play from the back. They had to play up the left side a lot. They they didn't. They had the possession and they, you know, they had the the chances. But again, this is Madrid. Madrid's almost like slowly turning into Juventus um, in front of our eyes where they can like withstand pressure. They have like confident defense and they're a professional, mature team that can go and get a result uh, on the road like this and not only get the win, but get two huge away goals. And I mean, Madrid, this tie is definitely not over. I think Munich has the talent to put in a couple of goals. Like Mueller will show up eventually. Um, as we said, uh, Lewandowski missed some chances. I think this this tie is still up in the air, but Madrid does what Madrid does. They go in and, you know, walk away with a, a pretty big victory here. Yeah. I, if we had a podcast last week, what I would have said was I, I don't put much stock into – uh, the home game is for this tie, which is a weird thing to say. Um, I, I think either team can play really well home and away. Um, you know, obviously Madrid having the two away goals benefits them a lot, but I certainly think Bayern has, um, you know, the potential to take two in the Bernabeu. Uh, Madison, what's your take on this game? Uh, I was discussing this with uh, my father before the game, and. Okay. Uh, we had a disagreement about what the result would be. His 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 prediction was that Bayern Munich would show their quality and beat Real Madrid in a convincing game. And I said I wasn't convinced because I thought Bayern hasn't played a quality opponent yet at all this entire year. And this would be literally the first time they played any opponent of quality besides the one game that mattered that they played against PSG at the group stage. They haven't played a quality opponent at all. Um, Maybe you could argue Dortmund, but you're right. They're yeah, not. I mean, but not even Dortmund, right? I, mean, I, would, yeah. I think that they have no, they have no quality competition in their league. And uh, I think, I think, uh, I think, what we saw was Bayern playing a very professional game and playing a team that was ready to punch them in the mouth. Yeah. Uh, and Real Madrid. And I don't know if I can. I don't know if we want to be kind of a podcast that's willing to ask some questions that maybe other podcasts or media organizations wouldn't do. But Ooh, I, kinda, I like it. I, like I kind of want to ask you guys a kind of straight up question that I haven't really, you know, posed before about Real Madrid. And <laughs> okay, Dan, uh, are they a dirty team? <laughs> you did employ Pepe for a long time. Because the thing is, is that I'm not convinced that Robin going off early in the game with an injury was an accident. And I'm also <laughs> not convinced that a lot of those hard tackles flying in at, at those players were purely like the flow of the game. I think that I've seen Real Madrid do this multiple times. A lot of the times against Barcelona and a bunch of times, anytime Zidane's been coaching, I've seen some of this really physical cleat up tackling and I'm kind of wondering if that's the game plan. I, I would say Real Madrid does play hard. 
Um, and I would say that, so I would say two things about Real Madrid. One, uh, they definitely look for fouls more than other teams I watch, especially teams in Spain. Um, you know, you see them going down a lot. You see them always like, you know, motioning for the card, things like that. And it, it's not just from Ronaldo, but it's from a lot of players on Madrid. The second thing is, uh, yeah, I mean, they, they do play hard. Um, I, I don't know if they're a dirty team necessarily. I don't know if they're, you know, I don't know if their game plan was to go out and, you know, ruin Robin's career. Let's put it that way or, or whatever you're suggesting. Um, but I think they are refereed differently. I, I think that might be a better way of saying what you're saying. They might be given more leeway. They have yeah. employed people who have been known to take a lot of red cards in the past. Pepe. Uh, they have, they definitely look for a lot of calls. Uh, they, they kind of play like the pro, like the stereotypical Italian teams where they know they're going to be able to, they kind of like can push the refs around a little bit. Like the we're Real Madrid, like, how dare you make that call? Like we're Real Madrid. I'm Ronaldo. Like that's a penalty type of like attitude. And over a season, over a lot of games that could translate into a couple of decisions going your way. I think that's like, that's kind of like in the gray areas of gamesmanship and kind like there's no way you're ever going to like regulate that out though. That's just, you know, who they are. They're using their stanchion and like as a, their team, like that's, that's just smart on their part of they can get away with it. Right. Like, yeah. I mean, I think, I think, I think that's, that's one of the downsides about football in general uh, is that uh, lack of gamesmanship in a lot of cases benefits you. Um, Yeah. We need more rules in soccer. I think. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> unfortunately yeah um i'm kidding I, I, no. I, I know i know um i i think i think mazin that real madrid um more than really any team i can think of like if you if you were to rank all the big teams by gamesmanship you know they would have the least uh, and they're annoying to watch. I mean, a lot of times they're just annoying to watch for that because, you know, you can tell when they're struggling against lesser competition, which for them is most competition. You know, they'll start to look for those cards. They'll start to look for those calls. And then, you know, they start to throw in the heavy tackles. And it, it just, I, I feel like in a lot of times I'm, I'm watching, you know, I don't know, a different game with different rules sometimes. So you're, you're saying that they have the most gamesmanship? Least gamesmanship. How are we we sportsmanship, games? most gamesmanship. Yeah, I think that we, I think you're saying that. Yeah, 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 okay. I, I, I'm trying to say what Ryan's saying then. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with that. I think they are they are a team that looks for it. And, and, okay, my question was provocative. I used the word dirty. I did that on purpose. But right. I really do believe. It's fine. Let's get those clicks. Yeah, I, yeah we're getting tons. I really do believe. Explicit. That, yeah, lots of explicit. <laughs> Not a lot of kids. The, the 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 thing that I really do believe is that, like I said, Bayern is Bayern was is not ready to play a game against Real Madrid because Real Madrid is going out there ready to play a game of football, and Bayern is trying to like close out a nice, clean, orderly game, and like it comes back to bite you. Yeah, they played a better like even if you look at expected goals, like Bayern had a better game, but like if you watch the game. Well, Byron also screwed up. Like it's great <laughs> if you can get yourselves expected goals. Don't you have to convert them? I mean, like, Byron, Byron missed their chances. Rafinha gave. Yeah, it, it's it's 
it's a weird game. It really is a, a, a very strange game. Yeah, I, I thought- that happens with Madrid a lot because I think Madrid goes out there with the intention of making games weird. They're a mentally strong team. So I have a question for you, Mazin, along this, you know, Madrid with a bunch of dirty players. Um, another team out there. <laughs> another team from the same city has a similar sort of reputation of hard fouling, but in a different light. If this is Atletico, is the game weird in the same way? Yeah, I think so. And I think, I think Byron, then it's, I'm, is this just a Spanish team or is I this think, just these two teams? No, I think that's their style. They play physical games and they're looking to keep, they're looking to keep the, they're looking to keep, to get you out of your comfort zone. I think if we see Real Madrid play Liverpool, I would not be surprised. And as a matter of fact, I would expect in the first 10 minutes to have uh, Mohamed Salah on the ground. Oh, yeah. Tony Cruz is or Casemiro is picking up that yellow. And I, and I think that that's done on purpose. It's like to, to send a message to your team that you're going to if you're going to come in and make those runs, we're going to hurt you. Maybe not try to, like, injure you, but you're going to you're you're going to get a hard tackle and you're going to remember it. And I, they do it all the time. So that's why that's why I mean a team like Bayern maybe is not ready for that sort of a game. I think they got caught off guard. Uh, I I would agree with you for most teams, but Bayern and Real have a, enough of a history where um, I think it just came down to Bayern missed their chances. I mean, Lewandowski is really having an off year, which is a shame because you know going into the World Cup, I mean, Poland can really only go as far as Lewandowski. <laughs> Um, that's the Bundesliga is so funny. He's having an off year. He literally has doubled the amount of goals of the next highest goal scorer in the Bundesliga. But, he has twenty eight. The next guy is fourteen. But it's still lower <laughs> at this time of year than what he had last year. I mean, that's the weird part, right? Like they just score so many goals. Yeah, it's just um, it, it. I think for prior years, uh, the Bundesliga being kind of bad. Although he scored thirty the last two years, he has twenty eight now. He's Kind of on pace, but yeah, anyways, I, mean, I, I, I don't know about his season, but I mean, just to get back to the, the point about the game, I mean, I, I I don't know if I would characterize it as like Bayern just missing their chances. I, I don't know. Like watching the game, I didn't really get the sense that Bayern was the ones that were ultimately the more threatening of the two. Like they, it didn't it didn't look like they were really controlling the game at home. It didn't look like a good fluid game for them. So I think I think like it wasn't like they played their game plan. Everything was going going according to plan. They had a few chances and they just missed their opportunities. I think Real got them out of their game, and because of that, they ended up with a better result. Like like I understand what you mean about like yeah, like it could have been different if they hit their shots, but like it wasn't because they were like overwhelming that Real Madrid and they just like missed. It was like their, but, I mean, their chances were were few. And they weren't able to convert them. And, and that's the story of the game. My counter argument to that would be, I think Real Madrid scored two goals that neither uh, which, you know, happen that often. I mean, Marcelo scoring a wonder volley doesn't happen that often. And then Rafinha inexplic- inexplicably giving away the ball that leads to, you know, a 70-yard goal. Again, I don't think it happens that often. I think if you look at the overall flow of play, Bayern in my opinion, was the better team. Um, but but this is sort of to your point in that this is what Real Madrid does. Uh, they, they get results when even sometimes it's against the run of play just because they've made you feel uncomfortable for parts of the game where they benefit from it. Right. Um, I, 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 
what I will say is I like this narrative that you're starting, given that Liverpool is, you know, likely to advance to the final and that Real Madrid is in a good position to advance to the final. So I like the Real Madrid's a dirty, you know, essentially the shit talking that you're you're putting forth now. Um, we're going to continue this. Up yeah, I mean, you, you'll just keep it in your mind in that first 10 minutes when Sergio Ramos has that cleat up tackle on Mohamed Salah. And then you'll say, hmm, maybe there was something to that. Right. Don't worry, he's got enforcer Bobby Firmino there to, to keep there's, everything. There's, there's something about there's something about Sergio Ramos in a final that worries me. He's just he's just so prolific. Yeah. I think also worries Real Madrid fans. He's going to pick up a red. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm thinking more to that when he when he scored the the uh, extra time game tying extra time goal against Atletico a couple of years ago. They have yeah. a lot of those kinds of players on that team. Huh? Uh, it's unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, but Ramos specifically scores a ton of them. Um, I mean, is there anything more we have to say about this? Uh, obviously this is an over, but Real Madrid's in the driver's seat. Do you guys, Ryan, if you had to put a percentage at Bayern completing the comeback, what would you say your, your percentage is? 18. One out of say one out of five. <laughs> 18. Okay. All right. I, I just like because it. because Juventus kind of had the playbook. They you you have motivation. Like you, you know, obviously your your goal you have to go to Madrid. So that's that's the tough part. But they can win two nothing and and walk away. So it's it's doable. It is doable. It's totally. It's totally doable. I, but I think, I think Madrid is still a good team, and and yeah, of course we haven't really heard from Ronaldo in this tie in this game. He was fine. I think he had a couple of shots, but um, watch watch by uh, Munich have like a two nothing lead in the 70th minute, and then Ronaldo to pick up a penalty or something. <laughs> I, I'm I'm uh, I'm 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 still not convinced that Bayern has played their best football. So I think that if they are going to advance, it's really just going to be on how they approach the game. So if Bayern can come and play, uh, become ready to play Real Madrid, um, the way that Real Madrid plays, and not just how any stock team would play Bayern, then they have a good shot. I mean, maybe this is just Bayern's just you know worried about their manager leading at the end of this year and just not focused on the on the task at hand. I don't. I honestly just think they just haven't played a good team. <laughs> I think it's, <laughs> it's, like, it's, tough, to get, it's <laughs> tough to prepare yourself if you're not playing games. Like- <laughs> <laughs> so now they have the one game under their belt. It wasn't that bad. It wasn't that disastrous. They have to go play in Madrid now. So let's see what happens. I mean, just as you were saying, Ryan, that Ronaldo hasn't showed up in this tie. None of Byron's big players have showed up in this tie either. So, um, I, I, I mean, I agree with you, Madison. It This is why I feel for, for anyone who looks at these games every year in and year out, it's so hard to judge PSG and it's so hard to judge Bayern Munich. Because if they're not playing good teams, then you know you really only have to go on your your very small sample size against a good team like Real Madrid, you know, in one game. And it's yeah. like, well, I hope they can address in the second game. Otherwise, it's and, over. And, yeah. and, and it's crazy that this is how we judge their season. You know, the success of their season. It's like, okay, I hope they don't script this one opportunity they have because it's the only one they're going to get. Yeah, I mean, this is kind of the product of them dominating German football for the last decade and a half. Like, if if if, and it's not like the Bundesliga doesn't have good teams; they're just so much better, and they're so good at plucking out the Lewandowski's from in from Dortmund. And 
This year, I don't think the Bundesliga has good teams. No, but, but this year is is <laughs> definitely they're not. This is not a good year for the Bundesliga. Yeah, but I mean, in the past, couple, it has been. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, you can't forget the two team, two Bundesliga teams were in the Champions League final a couple of years ago, and Jurgen Klopp was there too. Um, all right, certainly not over next week. We'll see. Um, I don't know. I think that'll be an entertaining time or an entertaining game. When we come back, we'll talk about the Premier League, and then we'll briefly talk about Fox Sports Soccer's coverage of the World Cup, or should we say lack of coverage. All right, we're back. We alluded to it before... None of us really like Alexi Wallace, but let's talk about the rest of Fox Sports and what they're doing. Should I say Fox Sports? I'm backtrack. Fox Sports, home of El Tree, and what they're doing uh, with this World Cup. So the story came out today that Fox Sports is apparently only sending four announcers to Russia, and the rest of them will be doing the announcing from some broadcast studio domestically. Um, Mazin, do you think? You know, it's really hard, in my opinion, to grow U.S. soccer when you hear stories like this. And I just want to hear what your initial reaction was to the story. Um, and then is it going to change the way you consume these games? Uh, yeah, no, definitely not. I was, like, pretty <laughs> I was like pretty upset when I heard that Fox had the rights to the World Cup in the first place because that was right. already a downgrading quality from any other broadcast. I thought ESPN uh, so- did a good job you know, past however many World Cups. The thing is, they did a fine job. Yeah, I don't think it matters if those Fox announcers are in the stadium or outside the stadium because they aren't very good at calling games and bringing insight. And I like to watch Fox games on mute, so I don't really know if it's going to make a ton of difference. <laughs> I'm kind of hoping actually that there's a crowdsourced idea where we could just get some random. Listen, if they're not going to be in the stadium, why can't we call the World Cup? I'm just saying. I'm putting out a call to Fox right now. I can call the World Cup. Like, get me in on the get me in on the Egypt games, Egypt Uruguay. I got it. I know all the names of the players. I can say them with the correct accents, and it literally doesn't make a difference. You know, it's like it's the same. You want Kobe Jones, or do you want somebody like me with real expertise? That's the question. I'll do Iceland. I can butcher their names slightly less than a Fox announcer will. Is it? Be- <laughs> is it because <laughs> not for nothing? I'm watching the game today, and the guy is butchering Griezmann's name. Griezmann. Yeah, I mean, because he, he was saying know who he, he, he was saying Griezmann. Like, come on, this Does, isn't. Doesn't, this doesn't shit know isn't, he. Look, this is this is the same station that thought Gus Johnson was going to be a good idea, and then we found out quickly that Gus Johnson was not going to be a good idea. I'm assuming Joe Buck is going to be calling the games. Is that true? Uh, no, he's sources, not. He's not one of the teams. Sources tell me Joe Buck. <laughs> well, Joe Buck and A Rod, I think, are calling these games. <laughs> Aaron probably knows soccer. He wouldn't he probably be better than half of the Aaron's people. He switched. He did switch. I guess I, I kind of disagree with you, Mazin, a little bit that having people not in the stadiums, like it's really I feel like the World Cup and the emotion and the excitement, like just being in that atmosphere, like yes, you may not know anything about soccer, but you can at least like they are 
professional broadcasters, you can at least convey the excitement of the moment and kind of, you know, is this a big goal? This is a big event because 80,000 people are losing their minds over it. You can't do that to nearly the same extent from a soundstage, not even in Moscow, which is what I think everyone else is doing if they're not sending people to every game, but they're doing it from like a soundstage in probably LA. And like, that just... I mean, to me, it's it like just, it just stinks because you don't even yeah. you don't even have access to the same angles. You know, it's like yeah. okay, it, just the fact that you know I could probably very easily figure out from from you know a quick search who is at the game and who's not, and then am I going to really want to listen to somebody who's basically sitting in the same position as me, looking at the same broadcast as me, announce those games? I agree with Mazin. I mean, I feel like I could just mute it and and honestly, I was. Trying to tell you guys earlier, like turn on the Telemundo cast and like you'll get the names and you'll get them pronounced correctly and you'll get the excitement of the stadium. Like you may not be able to understand a lot of things else if you don't know Spanish, but like you'll get the excitement and you'll get who's scoring and who has the ball. So like that might be a better a better broadcast than Fox. Yeah, um, I mean the in-game commentary aside, I think that Fox lost the thread when they had hire people like Alexi Lalas to tell us what's going on in, in, in analysis. I mean, it, it, it's just hard to take them seriously as a broadcast. They buy the rights to some of the biggest events in soccer, like, for example, the Champions League and some of the stuff at the World Cup, and they consistently downgrade those things when they actually have the opportunity to broadcast them. It happens all the time. They will, they'll, they'll, they'll put Champions League games in the early On Facebook. At, uh, well, whatever, Facebook aside, but they'll, in, the, in the group stage, they'll put the Champions League games on FS2 and FS1. They'll put on a meaningless college basketball game. Right. And like the, the, that, that kind of level of disrespect for the sport is like not going to make the sport grow. I admire the way that NBC Sports invests in soccer in America and goes to locality, go local bars and like puts those people on TV and shows the, yeah. the energy of the sport in America and tries to say, like, wake up for the Premier League. It's a morning sport in America. That's cool. I like the way that NBC is investing in that. And that's the reason why they continuously have the broadcast. Fox seems like they don't care. They don't care one way or another. They have access to the most incredible tournament in all of the game of soccer, and they are divested in the world. In the world, not just soccer. It's the most incredible. It's the most watched tournament in the world. Yeah, yeah it's the most watched television event consistently. And it's disrespectful to American fans. We are American soccer fans who are very passionate about the game, passionate enough to record a podcast in our in our kitchens and shit. Uh, like like in the middle of a Thursday night and like, oh, because the U.S. men's national team isn't there, like I'm not going to tune into every game. It's just, it's just disrespectful. And whatever, they're trying to cut their losses. I don't really understand what the expenses are to get somebody to fly somebody out to Russia and have them go to a few games. Apparently, that's make or break in this World Cup atmosphere. It, yeah, when you bought the rights for hundreds of millions, uh, the cost of those people maybe is a quarter of a million dollars for three weeks of hotels and shit. Like, it's nothing. Um, Telemundo is sending double the number of people and doing a soundstage in Moscow. And like, I think Fox is a bigger network than Telemundo. It's just a shame. Um, I mean, I will openly promote stealing. Um, there are streams, um, you know, at me on Twitter, I can get you, we can get you, we can get you streams out for just like, <laughs> we, we got, I mean, we like got sky it. sports will be a great podcast because they'll at least know the game. So like, if you yeah. can, yeah, if we can I, find those streams, like we'll get them out too. Shout like, out to the RIAA. Shout out to I, 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 for one, will be happy to promote the uh, boycott Fox movement. And and I think you guys are on board. So 
if we could get out alternative methods for for what consuming these games, uh, I, I would be all for it. If literally, you're going to the World Cup, concept. just start periscoping the games. I, from I, I the honestly, stadiums. literally, like uh, literally, like, as long as I never have to hear an Alexi Lawless take on anything that's ever happened, I'll be a happier person. I that would be true. Again, I. I can't believe Fox Sports retweets anything he says because it, it's just when you complain about the state of U.S. soccer and then you know work for a company that does shit like this, you're a dirty fucking hypocrite. Um, <laughs> All right, we're in good mood today. <laughs> I, I think the story comes out. It's like, come on, this is this is how we're forced to, to take in these games. All right, let's talk about the Premier League this weekend. Um, before we move before we move on from us soccer can we shout out shout out michael bradley sky in the uh the the champions Champions league penalty kick to keep toronto out shout out michael bradley uh future past and president of us soccer uh michael bradley doing good things for us soccer (laughs) but in canada do you think roma is going to try and sign michael bradley for the second leg no but they'll get hosey (laughs) hosey sure Hey, Jose, Josie scored a, at least Josie scored a goal in the final. That was a great goal. That final was actually pretty, that was a, that was a fun game. It was pretty entertaining. That it was, was also like 20, 10 degrees outside. <laughs> Why are yeah. the finals in November in Toronto outside? Uh, all right. Premier League this weekend, I, I believe Liverpool can clinch their top four spot, which eliminates that race uh, against Stoke City, bottom of the table. Almost bottom of the table, Stoke City, which is a kind of surprise of the season. Um, I think we all agree that Liverpool should take that one. Most of all, got significant rest, you know, being subbed out early. Yeah, let's see if they can hold their 2 nothing lead for 10 minutes. <laughs> um, I feel like you're referencing something there. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe Danny Ings will score. Could. He could. Has he yet? Uh, Yes, <laughs> I'm referencing something there. Um, and then we got Arsenal United, kind of a meaningless game, but always good when you see two top teams play. Arsenal coming off that game today where they were up a man for 80 minutes and failed to win the game. 28 shots, one at goal home. at 28, home. 28 shots, one goal. To be fair to Arsenal, I don't think. It's a typical Arsenal result if you didn't see the stats or the or the highlights, but or, or the game. But Yano Yano Black quite out of his mind. Uh, I don't think this is a fair result for Arsenal. David de Gea esque. David, I, some might say God. Um, <laughs> I, I I think this is a, a Arsenal pretty well and really just you know switched off for one moment and and. Griezmann was able to Griezmann. score. Griezmann. Yeah. Griezmann. It was a nice call. He he threw the defender off. For a small dude, he he showed some some quality. He is very quality. So, uh, relegation race also over. Ryan, what do we have to look forward for this weekend? Or uh, you know, other leagues in in Europe? So yeah, I mean the if you care, I mean. Two-thirds of this podcast kind of doesn't care. One-third definitely doesn't care. But this uh, Serie A is pretty great right now. Uh, we had Juventus lose to a game um, last week that they shouldn't have and then went and lost at home to Napoli. Napoli is now a point back in the title race. And now uh, they have to go to uh, Inter, uh, with it, which is a very tough game for Juventus. That game is Saturday afternoon, the, the wonderful 2.45 start that... Uh, 
Serie A loves to have. Yeah, Italy loves to do. So, I mean, the backdrop for that game is, yeah, they're going to Inter. And Inter right now is a point outside of the Champions League. So Inter has everything to play for. Uh, And then, uh, yeah, Fiorentina is playing Napoli. You're probably not. That might be NBN. Who knows? But Napoli has, like, a tough game, but definitely a winnable game. Uh, There's a very good chance Napoli, you know, is at the top of the table with three games left um, at the end of this weekend. It's crazy. I, you know, in, in more ways than one that Juventus lost at Real Madrid. You know, For, it, it, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if Buffon decides to retire. Well, Buffon has also spent the last like week and a half still complaining to the media about that decision. Like he has not let it go. Lame. Yeah. Kind of and okay. I don't know, German league, you've got, there's games. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it's not a lot of. It's the the league's wrapped actually, up. What does it matter? There's actually a pretty tight race for for the top like two through five. But um, yeah, I mean, Chalky's playing Modern Gladbach. Dortmund's playing Werder Bremen. Uh, it's it's all get, right. It's hard to get excited about it when the top, you know, the runaway team is is losing games. Um, Mazin, you got the last word. Your last word. Do we do do we have an over under on the amount of goals in those Serie A games? Those two games you mentioned. Oh, like under two, yeah, for sure. Inter, so, Matt, Mazin's, uh, Mazin's under Mazin's over under. I'm going like the combined, the combined goals in those two games, like over the course of those two games. I think the combined goals. I'm going to go under on the line one. Well, what's crazy though, Mazin, is that Napoli plays like the coolest, most fun open style. Like they're the Liverpool of Syria, and they still have scored like. Seventy no, goals. Oh, they they come on, they've scored a lot. They scored seventy goals in thirty-four Nap- games. Napoli is a good team. They got the plumber. They got Lorenzo and Simia. Yeah, he's, he's, he's had a he's had a uh, struggle. Are you taking late. the bet, John? Am I taking what bet? I'm going under or at one goal for the two games. <laughs> for Juventus Napoli Juventus you, Inter, Fiorentina Napoli. Yes. Oh, are you get, under are you or at one. So I guess like one point five. Under one point five. For both of those games? Is this the lock of the week? <laughs> uh, I can't claim that the lock, but I'm 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 down. Any any viewer or listener can also get on this. Okay, so so what the viewers or listeners don't know, or maybe we've mentioned in the past, I actually don't know, is Maz, I am in debt to Mazin three uh, alcohol bottles of alcohol, three or two. I think it's two actually at this point. Um, so this isn't lower. quite. This isn't quite a bottle. This isn't quite a bottle bet, but if I could make a dent in two of those bottles and maybe say this is like a shot bet, uh, that would help me significantly. So if you want to bet, you know, I don't know what a bottle is. So let's say a twenty-four shots, right? So if you want to bet one twenty-fourth of a bottle, I'm in. 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 Done. I will take the over on on one, one goal <laughs> between the two games. I'm really we confident. Are, we are so off the fucking rails right now. I'm really, I'm really, really confident about this one. I don't even know what we're talking about. Uh, on that note, uh, we got the Champions League games next next week. I think we're uh, in agreement about what the final is likely to be. But that's yeah. We're either going to be euphoric or literally crying. Uh, <laughs> well, no. I, I mean, I. So you're euphoric no matter who you're playing. Well, no, 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 I'm saying I'm just happy to see Liverpool in the final. You got to just be happy you're in it. You made it, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, but. it's it's just it's just confusing, right? So as a sports fan, like in my lifetime, in my lifetime that I can remember, I don't remember like my team ever winning anything, right? Yeah, so you got a you got a bad run of teams uh, in your uh, 
in your wheelhouse over there. That's so I have have, the we have the same we have the same wheelhouse. Oh, right. No, you're yeah. Jacksonville Jaguars. So I had the Giants that have given me life. That's true. That's true. I'm just and in the corner here crying. Neither of us are really football friends. Well, you're from Buffalo. I mean, everything's like gray. It's it's yeah. You guys chose to go to school there. There, I had to. <laughs> right. Last uh, shout out, you Turkey League, where the top four teams are separated by three points. Hey, that's what I'll be watching. Hey, Galatasaray, Besiktas, Beskashir, and Fenerbahce. No way I'm watching that. <laughs> there will be flares. There will be flares and blood. On that <laughs> note, we'll we'll uh, we'll be pretty fucking you for you sure. Hopefully next week. Hopefully. Hopefully. Please. Shout out to Alexa Wallace. Shout out to Alexa Wallace. Good night. <laughs>